This is the Bigger Pockets Podcast, show 249. I remember the day we got our first rent check. I mean, my mind was just blown. It was a, a, a new thing for me. Then that's when we went all in on real estate. We're like, this stuff works, you know, because yeah. it was the first check I'd ever received in my life passively, you know, where I was able to just, uh, the, the rent just showed up, you know, yeah. like it was, it was awesome. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. What's going on, everybody? This is Josh Dorkin, host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, here with my co-host, Mr. Brandon Turner. What's going on, man? Yeah, you know, the usual. Traveling. Where in the world is Brandon Turner today? Yeah, you're in Minnesota now? Minnesota, yeah. The last uh, last podcast and then this one, because we're recording them on the same day. I'm still here in the oak-covered kitchen. Check this out. I'm going to show you something. Fancy. So, oak door. Yes. Oak shelf. Wait yes. for it. Oak bench behind me. Wow. Oak table. Wow. Sitting on an oak ta- chair. Wow. Oak trim. You are the least interesting person <laughs> in the world. There is so much oak in this house. I love it. But like yes. in Minnesota, that's still popular. I don't know. In my Say area. Say hi to your mom. We have, yeah, I will. Hey, mom. Oh, jeez. Dad? Yeah. You want to come say hello? <laughs> come here. The, the Turners are about to come on the podcast. Come here. Come say hi. There we go. Let's let's see. All right. You guys are going to hear my dad here. Come on over. The, oofta. All, right. All right. Dad, come talk to a couple hundred thousand people. All right. Say hi. hi. Hello. This is my dad. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Josh hi. says hi. Hi, Josh. What's happening? He can't, he can't hear you. Where's, where's, where's mom? On. Yeah, where's mom? Is she around? You no, should bring her over. All right. all right, while we go on, he's going to go see if he can find Ooh, my mom. That's great. Well, there, anyway, there you go. Wow. That's my dad. You're not, you weren't just like, you know, created out of nowhere. <laughs> I know, weird. I came from somewhere. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Cool, man. Well, so. <laughs> wow, we are so far off track. It's We know. are, we are. Hey man, t- today's show is cool. I, I, yeah. I like, it's one of those like. We we often do these shows where it's like, oh, how big can you get? How big can you get? And today's yep. show is like, hey, what kind of life can you build? Yep. Right. And and I think that's that's great because there are those people who want to go and go as big as they can, and then there's other folks who are like, I just want real estate as a way to kind of live the life I want to live, and that's what that's kind of what we did today, and yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, focusing on like on better deals rather than more deals. You know, like he gets he's, he. You guys will hear, uh, you know, Josh. His name's Josh Daniels. He's talking about his first deal, especially going to blow you away. Like just yeah. his creativity and how he made a, a, a house turn into a house hack. Come here, mom. Come here, mom. Hi, right, oh, this, this oh, is my here mom. She here she comes. That's my mom. Say hi. Hi, Josh. Yeah. Hi, mom. Say, say hi, hundreds of thousands of people. Hi, hundreds and thousands and millions of people. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Mrs. Mom. Turner. That's my mom. She's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. They're so awesome. anyway, great, great show. And and uh, we'll we'll dive into that in a minute. Before we do, Brandon, we need today's quick, quick tip. tip. So today's quick tip actually comes from last week's show, but we had two cool quick tips last week. I couldn't decide which one to use, so I used one last week, one this week. So last week's guest talked about this idea of when you're calling like agents, contractors, sellers in another market that you're not in, go sign up for a phone number in their market. So when their phone rings, it's their area code, which instantly builds more trust. Like, uh, and it just, it takes down a few walls when they originally, when you're talking to them. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Cool little tip. It's like 10 bucks a month or whatever. You can get a phone call, phone number in their area. So that's great. I love it. I love it. Nice work. Cool, man. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. 
Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You might think you want real estate, but that's not true. What you really want is passive income. With new investors struggling to find deals or get enough money to buy them and veteran landlords tired of the constant tenant phone calls, is there a better alternative? Actually, there is. Short notes from Connect Invest. Connect Invest is an online investing platform that allows you to easily participate in passive real estate investing, and all you need is $500 to start. Short Notes collectively funds a diversified portfolio of commercial and residential real estate projects across acquisition, construction, and development phases. You'll learn a fixed monthly income without the hassle of owning or managing real estate. Head to connectinvest.com BP to create your account. Fund your digital wallet with at least $500. Select from 6, 12, and 24-month short notes with annualized return rates up to 9%. Then sit back and let your monthly returns roll in. Join today by visiting connectinvest.com VP. Connectinvest.com VP. Finding rental property insurance has been a headache for the past few years. You know the feeling. You're scrambling, calling 20 different insurance agencies in a dozen different cities, struggling to protect your portfolio at the right cost. But I'm going to tell you a little secret that'll change everything. Veteran investors don't go through the everyday insurance companies. They just use NREG. NREG, that's N-R-E-I-G, provides insurance solely for real estate investors. They've built the largest insurance program in the country for residential tenant-occupied, vacant, and renovation properties. The best part? You can put all your properties on one insurance schedule and one monthly bill. And you can add, change, or remove properties without having to cancel one policy and purchase another. They insure properties from single-family rentals, up to 20-unit multifamily dwellings, vacation rentals, mobile homes, condos, and more. Trade catchy jingles for cash flow with insurance made for investors. Visit nreg.com slash bppod to request a proposal. N-R-E-I-G dot com slash B-P-P-O-D. All right, guys, let's get into this thing. Today's guest, Josh Daniels, is a real estate investor in the middle of nowhere, Montana. Actually, I don't Pretty much. quite. Columbus, know Montana, I think. Was it, was it Columbus? I think it was something like that. Yeah. And, uh, there, you know, he's building a portfolio of single family buy and hold rentals, uh, creating cash flow to help him live the life that he wants to live. And, and, uh, it's great. We dive in on finding deals on just as Brandon said earlier, some creative ideas for taking a, a property that might not have been the greatest deal when he bought it and, uh, transforming it into something very, uh, very creative and profitable. So great show. Very excited to have him on and let's just get to this thing. All right, Josh, welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you here. Hey, it's great to be here. So excited to be with you guys. Yeah, this should be a lot of fun. Yeah. It always weirds me out though a little bit when I got two Joshes on the show. I feel like you're like ganging up yeah, on me or well, something. You know. Double Josh. <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good awesome. name. Very solid yeah. name. All right. So Josh, you and I actually met before once, did we, did we not? And I didn't know we that until did. today. 
So tell us yes, about that. We did. Yes. You know, Brandon put a post on Bigger Pockets looking for the beautiful face of Bigger Pockets. And <laughs> I, I just knew it was me. So, no, me and my wife uh, got to connect with him. And he came out and stopped by one of our, our very first property, took a picture of us with him and Heather. And it was just a really cool experience. So we did. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, yeah. On, my, I was on my trip around the country and I wanted to meet a bunch of Bigger Pockets people and take their photos in front of their, their units. I'll actually take the photo I took of you guys and we'll put it in the show notes here. Uh, so they can go see what you guys look like, like what, two years ago or whatever. Nice. But anyway, it was a super cool experience and you guys were crushing it. And I did not know that you were the same guy that I was interviewing today until like That's five right. minutes ago. So this is gonna be fun. Yeah. So I was pretty starstruck and uh, <laughs> amazed at how tall you were. It's I am just, a, a, a tall guy. You are a very tall guy. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. Well, so awesome, man. Well, I've done enough for you guys, uh, you know, getting a little get together. Yep. You guys go find a hotel room and, yeah, and I'll little... actually do an interview here. Right. So <laughs> Josh Daniels, t- uh, talk to us about getting started in this world of real estate. Why real estate? How'd you get started? What were you doing before? Yeah, you know, we just basically got started right out of college. And I think that's kind of where our story really starts is back in college. We were just really frugal. You know, we just didn't have much spending that we did. And uh, we we graduated college debt free. Both my wife and I, we were dating through college. And so we worked really, really hard, paid off those student loans. And then we got out of college and we felt super broke. You know, I remember I got my first job and I was making like $31,000 a year. And it was like, dude, I got money all of a sudden, but we, we didn't live like that. We, we lived way under our means. And about a year later, about nine months later, we woke up and we realized we had $20,000 in the bank and we're like, we're rich. You know, we felt so, so uh, blessed to have that. That's really what got us started realizing, Hey, we got to do something with this money. And we're married. We're out of college. We got the first real job. What do you do? You buy a house. Right. And so we told our landlord, hey, we're going to be buying a house. And his first reaction was really sad, of course, because he's losing tenants. But after that got over, he kind of, he, he said, hey, I got a tip for you. Ignore everything on the MLS. You don't need the MLS. Drive every street in the small town we live in and check out houses that are vacant, maybe broken windows, missing paint, that kind of stuff, and go just check it out and see what you can find. And so that's what we did. We just kind of started driving around and we called some of those people and we got our first deal just calling on those, you know, but it all, it it really all did start with us being able to live under our means and have that capital there to be able to do. So, so what, where do you live? I live in rural Montana, Columbus, Montana. I'm about an hour outside of Billings. If anybody even knows where that is, it's the biggest town in Montana and it's still like, (laughs) 90,000 people. It's really small, but Montana uh, is amazing. I finally got there this yeah. summer. I I, nice. lo- I love, love, love Montana. I think we, we were at a place called Livingston, this yep. cute little town, like amazing, beautiful, cool little town. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a fan. Dude, dude, that's just like 40 miles from me. So yeah. that's, that's my neighborhood there. Cowtown. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. Cattle country. Yep. Yeah. It's good stuff. So. All right. So you're in rural Montana, you're driving around, you find this first property, you buy it from them. This was a property to live in, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So this was our first house and we, we saw it and we thought it was really lame because it had a separate entrance to the basement. And we're like, this is super lame. You can't get to the basement unless you go outside. And we were just like, man, what is this? And the basement was stripped and gutted. We eventually found out that it was a duplex at one point. And so over the course of, we, we purchased it, we paid $70,000. 
for this property, it needed a ton of work. We, we redid a whole bunch of stuff on it ourselves on the nights and weekends. And uh, we took that um, basement and we put in a, a unit down there and that was our first rental. So it was kind of like a house hack, but unintentionally, we didn't even know <laughs> we were buying a duplex when we bought it, but we just kind of stumbled upon it. So, so what did you, what did you rent that basement for once you fixed yeah. it? Well, and before that, how much did you guys put into the property to fix it? You know, we were super cheap. We, I, I bought like the, the damaged drywall at Lowe's and like the <laughs> cheapest sinks and like free toilet from Craigslist. It was terrible. I think we probably put like $4,000 into rehabbing that basement and making it from cement walls to a livable apartment. That's and, uh, it was rough. I mean, it, I we, we go down there today and we're just like embarrassed about how the quality <laughs> workmanship there. We're just like, oh, you know, tough stuff. It's funny. <laughs> I was just walking through one of my old re- rentals, like the very, one of the one of the first I ever did on my own. Like I, fixed yeah. The, yeah, I'm just like walking through, like what was I thinking? Like, why would I do that? Yeah. Who did this? Who did this work? And like, I'm walking with my contractor. He's like, Oh, look at how shoddy that work is. And I'm just like, um, yeah, that's really bad. I mean, boy, must have been some moron contractor worked on this house. Yep. 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 Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You get better. Yeah. We rent Rented that for $400 a month, man. And I remember the day we got our first rent check. I mean, my mind was just blown. It was a, a, a new thing for me. Then that's when we went all in on real estate. We're like, this stuff works, you know, because yeah. it was the first check I'd ever received in my life passively, you know, where I was able to just, uh, the, the rent just showed up, you know, yeah. like it was, it was awesome. It, it changed. It was a big thing for me that at that moment. What was that like awesome. living next to your tenants? You know, we asked you that people that from time to time, cause everyone kind of has a different experience with it. So how'd that work for you? You know, we liked it. I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I, I just enjoy people. And so um, for us, it was a positive experience and just getting to know different people. And I, I don't, I don't think it's, it's totally worth the hassle. I mean, it's a small amount of hassle to deal with tenants like that and to get paid for it. It's just like, Oh, not even, not even consideration in my mind. So we enjoyed it. It was okay, good. Awesome. That's cool. All right. So you got this property, the accidental house hack, the accidental duplex, and you got the itch, right? So wh- what do you do? Like, you know, you know, your wife seems like she's on board as well. She's excited, yep. but you had spent the two, uh, the 20 K that you, you had presumably plus yep. then some, how, how do you proceed? Yeah. Well, we, that, that duplex was sitting on quite a large lot and I started looking around for other deals and trying to find stuff and and uh, realized that the the property that that duplex was sitting on was a full double lot and the duplex was only on one lot. And I realized, holy smokes, I got a, a whole nother lot I can do something with. So I took that extra lot and we uh, went to zoning and figured out what what can we do with this. Found out it's it's good for a, a manufactured home that had to be double wide pitched roof, like a nicer mobile home basically on it. And so we spent a, a couple months looking. We found a mobile home for six grand, uh, moved it in and uh, rented that for 800 bucks a month. And so Whoa. that was just, a, <laughs> yeah, that was a, a killer first deal for us. That really, <laughs> between those two, that really springboarded us into, to be able to make some money. I, I, all in all, we put probably 15 K by the time we moved the mobile home, water hookups, sewer hookups, all that stuff, but still 15 K investment that rents for eight, $800 a month. I mean, that, <laughs> That's like the, that's like, a, that's like a, what, 6% rule, 5% well, so, rule. Yeah, that's so awesome. you got yeah. 70K plus the four plus the 15. So that's 90K gets you, tw- uh, what is that, 1,200 plus you get to live there. 
Yep. So you're at a one and a half percent rule or, you know, a little over one. Plus you're living for free. And if you rented your half out, you got another, what, four to 600. It's a screaming deal. Yep. Yep. That's basically what we did. We moved out after that and got 600 upstairs, 400 down. We got $1,800 rent for that initial deal. And we paid 70. We put, you know, a big down payment on it. And and we, we were big Dave Ramsey fans back then. And we, and we still kind of are, but we definitely use debt. But he really helped us to think differently. So we put it on a 10-year fixed rate mortgage. And so we paid it off in about five years. We put extra money on it. So now that property is free and clear, uh, you know, cranking out $1,800 a month. That It's just is a, it's a, a good starter home for us, a good deal for us to go kick it off. That's so oh. cool. That's very awesome. And what what year was that? Five years ago to the summer. So uh, 2011, 2012, okay. 2012. So, okay. So I, is it still generating 1800 a month uh, or, yes, or yep. so you, you have not been able to raise the rents though? On, on no, property. no, we haven't. No, we, okay. we've kept it right about, about the same of where we're at. That's one interesting oh, thing about rural real estate investing, right? Uh, is that exactly. like the rents don't really go up very much, nope. you know? Nope. Yeah, I still get you know, about but, the same rent as 10 years ago. Yeah. But what blows me away about this deal is this guy that owned it before me was an investor, you know, and he had it for about 10 years and he rented the duplex upstairs, just the upstairs unit for 500 bucks a month. And so he was sitting on the potential of $1,800 a month for six years, but just being able to look differently at a deal and go, hey, how yeah. can I... What's the highest and best use? How can I make the most money out of this thing and, and, and make a good livable space for people in our community? Because there's definitely a shortage where we live. So, you know, I've heard, kind of, of, I've heard of people doing similar things. Like they'll bring in like a, uh, a tiny house, right? And they'll put it in their backyard or, or in Hawaii. What a lot of people do is they bring in those, I think they call them Ohana's. Right? It's like, it's like a, a separate house you can like buy. And the government even has like a program for this because there's a housing shortage. Well, you can put them in your backyard basically and then rent that out to yeah, I mean, like, it's just thinking outside the box. I love it. Exactly, exactly. That's that's the money. That's great. That's yeah. awesome, man. All right, so you, you've taken this one property that was going to be your primary residence, converted that to a duplex, realized your property could sustain another property on the property, another home on the property. You did that. I mean, absolutely brilliant. What's next? I mean, did you continue to make good moves or, you know, would it be hard to top that going yeah. forward? <laughs> it was kind of hard to top that. You know, I felt like we were a little spoiled on that first one, you know, but our next deal was just as good of a home run. I think we bought bought well in our community back then. Even though rents haven't gone up, values have really gone up in our area. We've, we've just had seen significant appreciation. So buying anything back then looked smart. You know, now it's like, oh, that was a good deal. So our next purchase was a brick duplex or a single family home that we found of uh, Fannie Mae foreclosure. And it was kind of ridiculous. We, we actually were watching it on the market go down in price by $10,000 and then they drop it again, $10,000. And I think they were at 59 and we, we put in an offer at 49 and we're like, all right, sweet, we'll get a good deal on this house. And they said, no, we want 59. And we put in an offer at, I think it was 55. And then they said, no, we want 59. Well, we get up to uh, 57,000. I think we offer, we're just real close to it. And they rejected our offer. And then the next morning 
they lowered the price to $49,000 and we, <laughs> and we were just like, you guys are idiots, but that, that's Fannie Mae oh. for you. Our government dollars at work. What's you know? funny is that, that exact, exact same thing happened to my in-laws just like with, I think it was a Fannie Mae foreclosure like six months ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. Same thing. They ended up getting like 15 grand cheaper than what they offered like a few weeks earlier. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But anyways, <laughs> we, we moved into that house. We were getting tired of living next to our tenants. So we did that as a flip, a live-in flip, I think is kind of what we yep. call it around here. Yep. And so moved into that. We stayed two years and we, we sold it first day on market for $150,000. Um, so cleared about $80,000 in, in tax-free profit on that, which for, again, small town guy, I don't make much money at my day job. You know, I'm not a rolling in the cash. So, so that really helped springboard us into buying a lot more rental properties because we had that cash then to be able to do. Oh, I love it. Yeah, this is great. All right, man, I'm addicted. Now what? Now what? Now what? <laughs> well, we uh, we jumped in from there to start doing our first flip, and you know, same about the same numbers. Purchased about fifty and sold for one twenty, I think, somewhere in there. And so, uh, a lot more rehab on those and different things. And we've been to another live-in flip, but we're currently in. Um, we're in again in year five, so next year we'll be ready to sell that one for the the two years tax-free creation. Let's, there, let's so. talk about that real quick, so people might not know about what that is. So, live-in flips is one of my favorite ways to invest. Can you explain, first of all, like why is a live and flip, you know, a cool thing? And then what's that two year thing you're talking about? Sure. Sir. For me, live and flips are awesome because I don't have to do all the work right away. You know, with flipping time is money, you know, regular flipping time is money. You can't let that thing sit there, you know, but live and flip. I got time to work on stuff and clean stuff up. I'm kind of a do it yourself kind of guy. Although lately we've hired out a lot more delegated a lot to crews. But so I think that's a huge advantage. If you got time and you, you know, you, you can just get in there and clean stuff up. The big advantage is the tax reasons that every two years you're able to sell a property if you've lived in it two of the last five years then you can sell that tax-free and so that's just a really important thing there that's your that's your tenant colin <laughs> yeah sorry about that yeah they need me <laughs> well, so, so on that note i mean let's let's talk about that real quick so first of all well, I'll, I'll wrap up the yeah the live and flip thing i love it the two-year yeah. thing fantastic I, I love that uh in fact i just sold actually a house like three weeks ago and i cleared about eighty thousand dollars on it and it's gonna be nice. tax-free because i lived in it two of the last five years now i I haven't lived there in two years, but I lived there for, you know, three and four years ago. So it was still qualified for the two of the last five years. So anyway, awesome. yeah, the living thing is cool. But what, what about management? I mean, are you managing all these properties yourself? Is your wife does some, do you hire it out? Yeah, we manage it ourselves. My wife does a lot of the paperwork, handles the paperwork. You know, I handle most of the maintenance calls at this point. We don't have a ton of units. We got eight units right now. So it's pretty manageable. We only invest from now on. We only invest in single family homes. We just, uh, after that duplex experience, we, we like it. We still own it, but we just really intentional about buying single family homes to, to not have tenants sharing walls. It just cuts down on drama. We really want this to be a passive retirement strategy. You know, we're not in this to to have hundreds of units or whatever. We're just, just here to build up a good nest egg and, and make it as passive as possible. All right, let's, so. let's talk about that because on next week's show, we've got Grant Cardone on the show again. Oh, and, Grant, Car <laughs> and Grant Cardone calls you an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, he will. As a, as, as a preview. Yes. Um, I think he called and, our wives idiots, or at least my wife, I think. So. Oh, but anyway, wow. we'll, yeah, we'll get to that next week. You guys will have to hear that next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but <laughs> you're, I mean, the strategy, I love how you said, I only do houses because I don't want shared walls. 
would, would anyone who's owned uh, apartments or duplexes, triplexes, fours, and, and five plus knows is, you know, once you step away from houses, you tend to deal with tenant drama. Do you, yeah. you want to explain why it's different than a house? Yeah, yeah. For us, I mean, a house is just really amazing, especially three-bedroom houses. You're attracting families. We rent to, you know, good blue-collar workers or professional tenants that are just great people. You know, they got family, they got pets, they just enjoy the the home. You know, they make it their home. A lot of our tenants do a lot of repairs that I never hear about. You know, I don't even know that they did anything. And so it's pretty amazing that they work on that stuff. And then, uh, you know, with the the tenants in us in the multi and the duplex and stuff, I just feel like they just have a lot. I, I don't want this to sound wrong, but like an entitlement mentality, you got to do everything and fix it. And rightly so, you know, they, it's just, it's not their home. It's just a temporary place they're living. So, you know, our, our single family homes, we sign three, five-year leases with them, you know, oh, they, wow. they just, yeah, they, they enjoy, they want the, all the, the last three houses we bought this summer, all of our tenants we've got have all said, we want to buy this house. You know, that's our goal is to when, when we're done, we want to buy it from you. So we just want people, it's just a different mindset when you're dealing with those people, they're much better. They're so much easier to work with. That's why we do that. So. Got it. Uh, and w- what about, you know, I, I, I guess what, one of the arguments against those long-term leases for folks is the ability to raise the rents and things like that. Is there, you know, given your market, it seems like that's less, less of an issue. Um, yep. Do you have any concerns signing people to the long-term leases like that? You know, I haven't, I, I just haven't seen looking at the history in this area. I haven't seen rents go up crazy high in any short period of time. And we actually sign our leases starting a little bit high above market rent. Yeah. And that that's just who we attract. But then we look for good people that want to be in there a long time. And usually it works. So it's been and, working. And for, for the newbies, you know, we don't ask this question. I think we just kind of assume it, Brandon. But, you know, I, I, I want to go and buy a house and rent it out to somebody like what what am I responsible for as the landlord? What are they responsible? Like, are they mowing lawns? Are they shoveling? Are they like, where's the line between you and them and on duties and bills? Sure. Yeah. And and when that's probably the main reason why we like the single family homes is the the utilities are all, we just put them all in their name and they handle them and they work with the thing. So if they're late, they got to work between the company, not us. The, yeah, they do all the lawn maintenance. They do all the snow removal. I mean, it's just, it's their home. They, they do so much around to keep those places going well. So uh, that's, that's, I think the main reason why we like them. It's just, it's way less work, way less management uh, for it. my wife. Yeah. And true. your strategy, you said you've got eight units now only investing in single family houses. You're not doing this to get rich. Why are you doing, are you doing it to quit your, your job? Are you doing it to get like X amount of income per month and then just retire or in addition to your job, or, you know, what's, what's your goal? What's your why? Yeah, my joy. I, I love to do what I do. I work nonprofit. I'm a, I'm a children's pastor at a church. And so I, I love what I do. I love working with kids. I love our future generation, but it's not a field that you make a lot of money in. You know, yeah, right. it's just known for not making tons of cash. So for the, us, this is a great retirement strategy. And yeah, someday I would love to be able to to be able to help those places like that without having to draw a salary, you know, I'd love to be able to have enough income to live on and just be able to serve and use my time to help people. So that's, that's kind of my why. All right. So you're not, you're not doing this to get rich, which you don't have to, right? I mean, it's like, there's a purpose for everyone. Everybody has an opportunity to kind of do their thing and, and 
Yeah, well, that's there, great. Yeah, there was a huge mind shift for me once. I spent a lot of time on the forums, and and I feel like there's a bragging rights thing with how many units you have. It's like, oh yeah, I got 20 units, I got yep. 25 units, and and so for the longest time, for the first three years of my investing, it was all about how many units do I got, how many can I get, and and something shifted for me one day when I realized. I would much rather have 15 units that push cap $5,000 a month than 50 units that push $5,000 a month. You know, I'd much rather have better units and and just easier management and all these types of things. And it became more about equity and cash flow instead of focusing on units, you know, units alone. And I almost made some bad buying decisions because, oh, well, that one's got four units. That's got more than the other one. So that, that'll make me more popular on bigger pockets. No, <laughs> not a good reason. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, true. Um, I see it all the time. Like people talk about unit numbers and it's very much of a yep. bragging rights thing. And even I, like I, I last two weeks ago, right? I sold my 24 unit apartment building. Now I just feel like, oh, I only have 30 now or, you know, whatever. It's sure, like, sure. you know, am I, am I not as cool of an investor? Do I not have sure. the right to, you know, like, I'm dropping. Yeah, I don't know. It, but it's sure. not. It's even, not about that, right? Yeah, at all. Even though your balance sheet is probably much better now than it was. Before. Yeah. What, I don't, yeah. You know, what matters here, guys, is like yeah. it's your needs, right? Yeah. Like I, I think one of the things that I, we're all guilty of because we grew up in this society is we're guilty of competing against one another, right? And look, competition is awesome. Right. It is good. Yep. I I like competition for sports. I like competition for motivation. I like competition for certain things, but life is not a competition, right? Like I think it takes a lot of, I think a lot of people never realize that. I think a lot of people go their entire life and never realize that they're not competing against everyone else. It's like, you know, you drop dead and you're dead and that's the end of you. Right. So like, you you know, like not about all money, everyone else is irrelevant in in the grand scheme of things. So like worry about what do you need? Again, like we said, what's the why, why are you doing this? You know, is it like to, to look like you're cooler than the other guy? Okay. Well, if your ego is that fragile and that's why you're doing stuff, you you need to rethink your life. Exactly. You need yep. to rethink your life, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I obviously, you know, I've got, I'm somewhat introspective about this kind of stuff and, and it's uh Brandon, you're, you're still a good guy with 30 units, man. You're still Brandon Turner with 30 Thank units you. and if you yeah. sold yeah. all 30. You'd still be Brandon Turner. I would zero be. Units. That's true. And yep, a lot less not. headache. Yes. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome, man. All right. So how are you? How are you finding deals at this point? I mean, is it all still just driving the neighborhood? Yeah, no, we we found actually surprisingly most of our deals on the MLS, you know, even though our landlord told us that the first time, for whatever reason, we've just found a lot of good deals. Foreclosures are mostly what we've been buying, although those have been harder and harder to come by lately. So are these uh, REOs or, or auction yeah. properties? Yeah, sorry, REOs, yep listed on the, on the MLS and, uh, but bank owned. And so, yep. So we, that's kind of what we've been buying. And then we found a few off market. I think two of them this year, we found off market, just uh, one on Craigslist. And then one just, it was actually next door to the one we just bought. And the lady was like, Hey, you want to buy this one too? And we're like, sure. So it just worked out. So those kind of things happen. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, being are, are the numbers all pretty similar to to those initial deals? Uh, you're paying about getting about one and a half, one to one and a half percent 
Yeah, about one to one and a half percent. Other than the one we bought, we made a bad choice this past year. We paid way too much for a property. We ended up selling it and we made about nine grand, which was not great for a flip profit by any means, but we didn't lose money and we were happy. But yeah, that one we paid 120,000 for and we tried to rent it for $1,200 a month. And that one, I don't know, we just, we had trouble keeping tenants in it. It was in a rougher neighborhood in Billings. So it was just a challenge, but. You said you paid too much. Did you pay too too much um, due to some emotional attraction to the property or did you pay too much because you chased the price up or or did you just not evaluate it appropriately enough? Yeah, I, I think you're right on all accounts. We were just too emotionally ready to buy another property. We just get excited. I love real estate. I get too excited about it. And we were just like, we need a deal. We need one right now. You know, we got cash. Let's do it. And we bought this one and it was the one on Craigslist. And yeah, it's just, we paid a little bit too much for it, 120. And it's in a different town we'd never bought in before. It's in Billings, which is about 45 minutes away. Yep. And the the rents are a lot higher there. They're in the twelve to $1,300 for a three-bedroom house. But we shouldn't have. We should have not fudged our numbers and we should have yeah. said, hey, it still just doesn't make sense for us to do right. being that far away and stuff. So Great advice. That's awesome. Yep. Awesome. Yep. I, I, I'm going to dub this need a deal syndrome. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and and you, you you are not alone in getting and, in having need a deal syndrome. That's Brandon, right. Brandon is I'm constantly. Al- I'm always in that. Yep. Yeah, that's me. Uh, yep. Yeah. And 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 it, it makes you do funny things, right? Yep. The longer you go too, you know, if you, you oh, I'm two weeks without a deal. Oh gosh, I got to go find something. Yeah, yeah you're thirsty. You're thirsty. Yeah. Well, and so it's that's terrible. that's the danger of like the 1031 exchange. Like, you know, I'm in the middle of one right now, right? So it's it's crazy. Like I have I have to find a deal. I've got 30 days left. Like oh God, there's no question. Deal. No, I have can to pay taxes. I can't. I don't want to pay taxes because it's a long story. <laughs> but man, it's it would be I would lose like half of my profit if I had to pay taxes. Like I have to find a deal. So I'm going to find a deal. Uh, like we talked about last week, uh, the show that came out last week talked about like the, this mentality. Instead of thinking, will I, won't I? Like I'm just very, very positive. I'm, I'm going to find a deal. But yep. at the same time, like I know the risk because that could make me that it brings emotion into the the the, the thing, it's right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So how do you do it without emotion? I don't know. You got any tips for me? Yep. Yeah. Use that drive to to help you find that. But yeah, I don't know how to control my emotions <laughs> yet. I still get too excited. I just love real estate. It's you so know, fun. the best way so. I have is this, it, that and I'm not no expert at this because I let emotion get yep. into, but it's when I bring in other people to, to answer because they're not emotional, Go right? Ahead. So uh, I was looking at a sense. deal that had, uh, that was, you know, that I thought it was pretty decent, but I showed it to my wife and she's like, yeah, but what about this and this and this? And I'm like, Oh yeah, you're right. And then there's another deal we both got excited about. I brought it to another guy who I really respect on bigger pockets. I said, Hey, I'm looking at this deal. He said, eh, what about this? And I'm like, Oh, you're right. You know, like yeah. those yeah. conversations, I think it's when I know there's a problem is when I don't want to go ask for advice. Cause I'm afraid of what they'll say. And <laughs> well, that's, if you don't that want to ask for advice, you definitely have a deal yeah, but, you do not want to get into. <laughs> it's good so advice, Brandon. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Really good. Thank yep. you. Thank you. you know, oh, that's it, awesome. It happens right, once so, in a while. So Josh, where, <laughs> Um, you, you talked about how you're finding them. How are, how are you financing them? Are you just using cash flows from the other ones to now help you acquire them or what? No, no we do uh, pretty much the Burr method that you guys have heard about. The real fun thing that we kind of discovered, and maybe this will help somebody that's listening, is that mobile home that we bought back at the beginning is basically what allowed us to finance a bunch of our properties. We w- went to the bank after we got that brick house under contract, that really good live-in flip. 
And I said, hey, I don't have any down payment money to buy this thing. What what can I do? And he's like, well, you need 20% down because it's not in livable condition. Uh, secondary market won't touch it. So he said, well, what what do you have collateral-wise? And I said, well, I got this mobile home. And he said, all right, we'll, we'll just use that as your down payment, and you can get into this no money down. And uh, since then, That's we've cool. done that three times with that mobile home. So it worked out really good for us buying properties. But but now, since we paid off that original duplex, we have a $100,000 line of credit on that. And we just use that pay cash for our property with the line of credit, basically. And then we can refinance right away. We don't have to wait the seasoning period because it's a line of credit. So we can uh, refinance. And then in about 45 days, we get our original purchase price back up to the full uh, full purchase. So we have to put in, it's not quite the burst strategy because we have to put in repairs, but we usually do that for five to $6,000. And we let the, the cash flow from the rentals kind of pay for those. Can you and, explain how that, that works vis-a-vis somebody else who's got to do yeah. seasoning? Like what, what exactly is the difference between your ability to do it without seasoning and somebody's ability to, to somebody else who requires seasoning. Yeah, you know, I, I may not be the best person to ask, but from what I understand, the once you get a loan on a property, um, then you have to wait the six months. There's something about that that the title has to season on that. But if you pay cash for the property, which is kind of what we're doing with the line of credit, because there's no lien filed against that property you're buying, then you can do something called the delayed financing exemption, I believe is what it's called through secondary market lending policy. And then that's that's where you can just go in the day after closing and ask for a refinance based on the new appraisal value of whatever it is. And so that gives us like 40 days. We know the appraiser's coming in 40 days. We got 40 days to, to make this place look good. And then uh, usually by then it's uh, the values have gone way up. So an example of one this summer, we paid sixty-seven thousand for it. We you use the line of credit, so no no cash down on it, and then we we put about six grand into it, and then it, it appraised at one thirty-five, and then we were able to to get a full loan amount on the one sixty-seven back. So we didn't didn't lose much cash other than our rehab costs, and so that just worked really good. Got a tenant in it right away, and it works. It's just awesome. Are you continuing cool. to pay these off with 10-year notes? No, no, we do all 30-year fixed right now. That's where we've left Dave Ramsey in the dust. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. So, well, so let's talk yeah. about that for a minute. So, I mean, that this is the big debate in the in the community. There's the Dave Ramsey side of things, which I love Dave Ramsey. I mean, he's one of my favorite humans, right? But, but Dave is adamantly against mortgages, <laughs> against loans. And if you have one, you better pay it off as fast as possible. Uh, yep. Where do you fall on that line and why? Well, I, you know, I, I love him for credit card debt, you know, dumb car debt, you know, dumb, uh, those kind of things. But for buy and hold real estate, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, just the logic doesn't make sense, you know, especially when he says, well, I won't yell at you for buying a, a house and putting it on a 15 year fixed rate, but you can't go into debt for a rental property. I'm like, well, a rental property makes way more sense than, uh, than buying a primary house, yeah. residence. That's a good so, point. I never thought of that. The yeah. logic. The logic he uses to argue against it. And anytime somebody calls into a show and says, hey, it's, uh, you know, I got seven rental properties and they got debt against them. He always tells them just to pay them off as quickly as he can. He never says to sell them, which is always interesting to me. In other words, he likes the rental properties. Yeah, It's a little illogical, but uh, anyways. We've been been trying to get get Dave on the show for for years now. Um, Yeah. And uh, I I, I don't know that he, he... yeah. Wants, wants to wants to come on board, but we'd love to have him. Dave, if you're listening or if somebody that knows you is listening, come on, man, come join us. We could, we could dive into this stuff. It'd be a, a great discussion. 
Yeah, you should look into getting his son-in-law too. He's uh, the property management for their portfolio. Oh, really? He might be a good, you know, he's not quite as big as Dave, but he run, runs all their pro- properties. So. I didn't know anyway. that. If, if uh, yeah. I guess we'll look into that as well. That'd be fun. Yeah, might be a good follow-up. Cool. Nice. Awesome, right. man. Well, well, it sounds great. Where, where are you, where are you going next? What's, you know, just pick up a couple more properties and call it a day. Yeah. We're just kind of buying them as they come out, you know, and as we have money and as we have energy and all that kind of stuff, we got two kids and one on the way. So I tell you, we've slowed down quite a bit in the last two years since those yep. kids have been around, but especially the live in flip stuff, but that was a good start for us. I think our goal is probably about maybe 15 units, something like that, 15 single family homes. And, you know, if we could be around that five to $6,000 in cash flow, uh, you know, if we pay them off and, and get a good base under us. I think we'd be pretty excited for that. So that's kind of our goal for now. Sounds great. Love yep. it. Cool. Cool. Brandon. Yep. All right. Well, why don't we, uh, you know, why don't we shift gears here and head over to the world famous fire. It's time for the fire round. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my 9-to-5 job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Every lender loves to talk about how easy it is to get a mortgage. Then when it's time to fund your next deal, they ask for your full financials, your blood type, your mother's famous spaghetti recipe, and a map to the fountain of youth. Sound familiar? You got all that handy, right? Why not switch to a lender who actually makes qualifying for a loan easy? A lender like Host Financial. Host Financial takes the tedious tax returns, endless W-2s, and time-consuming financial requests out of the picture. Their light dock and common sense underwriting guidelines mean frictionless transactions every time. You'll even be able to use the actual or projected income of the short-term or long-term rental you're looking to purchase or pull equity out of. That's what lending built for investors looks like. So take the next step and grow your portfolio faster. Visit hostfinancial.com to request a quote in as fast as 60 seconds, which is faster than this ad. If not, it's pretty close. That's host, H-O-S-T, financial.com. Again, that's host, H-O-S-T, financial.com. Calling all property owners and operators. Are you managing a multifamily property and looking to elevate your residents' living experience? Introducing Quantum Fiber Internet, your go-to choice for speedy internet your residents will love. The process is as seamless as Quantum Fiber service. Starting at just $50 a month, your residents can enjoy fast, reliable internet that will make them love where they live even more. Connect with your local fiber representative today. Learn more at q.com slash go big. I wonder how they got that domain. 
That's Q.com slash go big. Limited availability. Service and rate in select locations only. Taxes and fees apply. 360 Wi-Fi and other equipment lease charges, taxes, and fees are excluded from Price for Life offer and may be increased. All right, let's get to the fire on. These questions come direct out of the Bigger Pockets forums, and we're going to fire them right at you, Josh Daniels. Number one. Hi, everyone. I'm, brand, I'm a brand new member on Bigger Pockets, looking to get started. I'm 23 years old, looking for advice on how I should start on the journey. It says, my plan of action is to acquire a real estate license and then start my career up by selling homes and learning the ropes. I believe that from there, I can learn about the business, eventually become a successful investor. So my main priority right now is getting started and learning as much as I can. I'm glad I'm, I found this website and I appreciate any advice. I'd love to hear your opinion on my plan of action. What do you think of that? License first, learn yeah. the business? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You know, one of the things that springboarded my wife and I was that she was able to work at a real estate office for about two years. And it really helped us get in the end with the realtors, learning the business. And so any way you can get plugged into the business and the side like that really helps. I really think it makes a big difference. I think he's got a good plan. The only thing I would say is don't forget how house hacking, you know, look for that duplex or look for that live and flip. That's a great way to get started. All right. Nice. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Next question. How many chances do you give a tenant who pays late? Zero. Ooh, good Multiple. question. You know, we try to do our best to, to not let them pay late. We file our three day pay or quit notice, which is prior to our eviction notice within five days of the tenant being late. So, and, and that just lets them know we're being serious and it really helps. We've had a couple of tenants that we've gone even two months without them paying rent on. And that was tough, but we just felt like it was the right thing to do in that situation. They were both uh, hospitalized during that time and their kids were at home with grandma. So, we just uh that's the choice we made now yeah. uh, we we don't know that's not a normal thing so tenants if you're listening we're not going to make that happen more so <laughs> it's great and and look i mean i mean like i think there are the occasional special circumstances and and yep that's what I, we uh, felt yep. yeah yeah yep. fair enough cool all right brandon next question i can't seem to get this house rented even after many rent reductions any tips on getting this thing rented huh I don't think I've ever had that problem. <laughs> We've always got them. We've always got them rented in the first week. You know, it's it, it, the market's so hot around here. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, check your pictures. Where are you listing it? What are you doing? I, I mean, listing is really important for us. The gold mine lately has been Facebook. You know, getting your uh, on the the Facebook sites that are like for sale or rent in your local town. Huge difference in how. You're talking about groups like Facebook, local yep. Facebook marketing groups. Yeah, exactly. And that I, those have been just a goldmine for us finding really good tenants and finding them quickly. So awesome. Excellent. All right. Last question. I'm looking to get started with flipping. What should be my first steps? Flipping houses. Oh, man, that's the whole podcast in itself, right? Just trying Indeed, to get started, started on that. Yeah, that's why you guys have so many. But, you know, I would just say find a mentor, find somebody that's doing it, see what they're doing, learn the best practices in the business and get after it that way. You know, I, I, starting on your own, you, you can, but why? You know, you got great people in your neighborhood, I'm sure, that are doing it. So uh, get on that. Oh, awesome. Very good. There you go. Right All right. Well, let's shift gears here one last time and head over to Famous Four. 
Are you dreading doing your taxes? Unsure of how to maximize deductions for your real estate business? Well, the book on tax strategies for the savvy real estate investor will give you practical information you can use not to just do your taxes, but also to prepare a strategy to use throughout the year and make tax season that much easier. Of course, with the end of year looming, this is a good time to read that book. So right now you can get 20% off that book uh, until the Wednesday after this podcast airs. And so it's uh, on sale this week only, 20% off the book on tax strategies for the savvy real estate investor. Get it at biggerpockets.com slash store. All right, let's get to these famous four questions. These are the same four questions we ask every guest every week. Let's see what you got to say. Number one, Josh, what is your favorite real estate related book? Well, my favorite real estate. Nah, 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 nah. We all know you all know that your favorite book is mine. So, Josh, Josh Daniels. Oh, Josh Dorkin. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Josh Daniels. What is your favorite book? Disappoint you? (laughs) Yeah. So you know, I've spent a lot of time reading a lot of different books, but if you added up all that time, it wouldn't compare close to how much time I spend reading the Bigger Pockets forms. And so my answer is definitely the forms, man. I just I love reading and and learning so much. I learned a ton from that. So man, if you're out there listening to this get on the forums and get engaged because that's the way to do it. You know, you can get learned so much from those. I love awesome, it. Awesome, man. And no, that's we my- did not pay him for <laughs> no. that. Oh, I, I, awesome. I, I saw you. I really love it. You recently hit th- uh, over a thousand forum posts <laughs> and over wow. 700 votes, which means like you have a high, yeah, that's a crazy high vote to post ratio. So good job. Yeah, that's pretty good. It means nice you're work. being helpful. Nice work. Yeah, thanks. All right, Josh, what's your favorite business book in non-real estate? You know, non-real estate, kind of more of a mindset book is The Millionaire Mind and The Millionaire Next Door. Those just really help me understand how, who the wealthy people in our world are and how they got there and just really help me understand a lot more what they were. And then uh, one of my favorite is The the Richest Man in Babylon. It's a PDF PDF download that you can get for free. It's real easy to get to and you just Google that and uh, you'll find it. It's about 70 pages. You can read it in like four or five hours, but phenomenal basic events advice about how to invest and how to just live frugally under your means and, and just make things work. And so I really like that. Recommend that anybody starting out. Very yeah, cool. I, th- I think that's definitely my, uh, th- that would be my favorite mindset book also cool. for sure. For sure. Cool, man. What about hobbies? What do you do for fun? I mean, not a lot of time with the two and one on the way. So sure, what, are you, sure. what are you doing besides hanging with the kids? You know, I love the outdoors. I'm in Montana, you know, so this is, uh, I, I love hiking, backpacking. Right now it's hunting, you know, I'm, I'm a big hunter. I shot a bear a couple of weeks ago and oh. that was just a real cool experience. So those kind of things. Did you eat the bear? I am cur- currently eating the bear. He's tasty. I had right now at this moment? Oh, no, oh yeah. in general. <laughs> oh. I mean, like a, a bear, how, how big a bear was this thing? Oh, he wasn't big, big compared to Eastern standards. He was about 250 pounds somewhere. So a 250 pound bear will feed your family for an entire winter. Is that not correct? Uh, yeah, a good, yeah, yeah. A good hunk of meat out of him. You know, that's pretty much all we eat is wild game around here. So pretty much yeah. our whole town, that's about how it works. So <laughs> That is wow. so Montana. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's Montana. We love that's, it here. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the, the one thing that I loved most, um, when I used to go out to Oregon, I would always get Huckleberry. There was a, a place by Mount Hood called the Huckleberry Inn. They had the best Huckleberry syrup. Yeah. So, so when we went up to Montana, man, I like I bought Huckleberry everything. Like, absolutely, <laughs> every every kitschy Huckleberry food product, we bought it. I loved it, man. It's my favorite thing. Uh, you're those tourists that come up here. Ugh. <laughs> just oh, wow. Ouch! <laughs> just kidding. Ouch! Jeez, come anytime. Man. 
Come in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All, All right. Last question, Brandon. My last question of the day. Josh Daniels, what do you think separates successful real estate investors from all those who give up, fail, or never get started? You know, for me, I think it's just about taking action. It's been repeated a hundred times on all the podcasts you guys have done, but there's a difference between those that are doers and those that are just not, you know, they just can't, can't seem to connect it. And it's just a matter of doing it, getting out there, take that big action step and you'll, you'll be glad you did. So nice. take action. That's great. Love All right, it. man, before we let you go, where can people find out more about you? How can they connect? Bigger Pockets, man. That's the best place on earth to be. I love it. I yeah. love it. Awesome, man. I'm there. I'll talk with you. I love love helping people. Great. Josh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing. Good luck to you with everything you're doing. And uh, thanks so much. Yep. See you guys. Take care. All right, guys, that was Josh Daniels, show 249 of the Bigger Pockets podcast. And you can check out the show notes at biggerpockets.com slash show 249. Great show. I, I really like his, again, mentality. We talked about this earlier, but that like it's not about how many units you get. It's about the kind of life you get from the real estate. So uh, yeah. he, he's crushing it. I love, I love his thinking, like, how do I get more out of this deal? How do I make more profit out of each deal rather than getting more and more headaches and more deals? So yeah, very cool. Yeah. That's, that's great, man. That's awesome. Well, yeah. it's great to meet your parents, man. It's great. The whole world. Thanks. Now the whole world knows my parents and this show is going to get so many ratings and reviews. You guys are all going to jump over to iTunes and be like, I'm so glad I got to meet Brandon's parents and then give me, a, give us a five-star review. I know that's coming. I can feel wow. it in my bones. Wow. Yeah. You guys should leave us a, a rating and <laughs> review on iTunes. That would be awesome. Cool, man. Well, uh, when do you head home? Uh, Friday. I will be home Friday. About time? Yeah, you know, it's about time. It'll be good to be long, home. And, long trip. Long yeah. trip. Yeah, it's been a week. So. Oh, I that's left, it? Yeah, I left <laughs> last, last Saturday. Rosie, did I tell you this? I think I told you. Rosie threw up on yeah, the plane. She threw, uh, yeah, she was on fun. the plane on the way there. Yeah, and, you know, it's been, a, it's been a long week. So. Yeah, you good. were that guy. I was that guy. They hated me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. That's yeah, all right. N- nothing new. By the way, you ever, been, used to. you ever been to a Culver's restaurant? No. Is you that like, go to Culver's. A, it's like a chain, right? It's like a chain yeah, in the Midwest. I got them in Minnesota. And I think I'm going to go get some Culver's is it, frozen Is it custard. like Waffle House or something? It's much classier than Waffle House, <laughs> though. Uh, that's not saying much. So, no, it's really like, I don't know, burgers. It's kind of like an In-N-Out sort of, but a, a nicer version of In-N-Out. Nice. Like, you know, every awesome. area has their own little like version of cool yeah. burger chains. Yeah. Anyway, next time you're in the Midwest, Culver's. And awesome. no, they did not pay to advertise on the show, though we should call them and have them advertise on the show. Good stuff. Go. Awesome, man. All right, well, let's get out of here. Let's let people uh, get back to it. So you guys, next week, show 250 on the Bigger Pockets podcast featuring Grant Cardone. He's back. He is. It will be, it will be interesting. It will be controversial. But there is some, <laughs> there's some knowledge to be gained in this one. So uh, stay tuned. We'll Ep- see you next week. Episode 250. Episode 250. Guys, I'm Josh Dorkin. And I'm Brandon Turner. Of the Bigger Pockets Podcast. Go host of the Bigger Pockets Podcast. Brandon with my Turner, host, who's afraid Josh Dorkin. I'm going to cut him off. Who's going to be afraid that anything. he's not going to remember to include me because he's old Signing and his memory's off. going. Signing off. Child. <laughs> You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. It's time for it's time for it's time for the random six. All right, let's jump back in here real quick with the 
Random six. So, number one, what movie could you see again and again and again and again and again? Ooh, uh, I just watched it the other night. It's called The Last Holiday. I don't know if you can hear it, but I just loved it. Oh, was that with uh, oh. like Queen Latifah? Uh, sure. I don't know actors' names, but yes. <laughs> Never heard she of goes, it. Right? Yeah. She ends up in like this chalet in Europe. And yes. Yeah, I love that, that movie. Oh, it's great. It's such good values, and I just, I, I just love it. It's good. It's a good movie. Check it out. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Uh, never All even right, heard you of ever it. You ever play the lotto? Speaking of values, <laughs> I have think I I think I've had one lottery ticket. Yes, I did win. It. <laughs> you didn't oh, win. Shame. I shame. gamble real estate. I mean, that's kind of like the lottery. Sometimes it's got a little gambling element. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> uh, nice question. Uh, how about here's a good one. Do you use an umbrella when it rains, or are you one of those people who just bears with it? No, just bears with it. I like that. I, I shot the bear in downpouring rain. So I had a <laughs> jacket on and no umbrella. Yes. That's awesome. Nice. I had a buddy in high school. I had a buddy in high school whose dad was cleaning their gun upstairs in the kitchen, like upstairs in their house. And then a bear walked in their backyard. So he grabs the gun, loads it right there in the kitchen, shoots through the glass and kills the bear in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. True story. Oh, and then they, they ate oh, bear. Yeah. Then they ate bear. For classy. A long time. Yeah. You guys are strange. You guys are strange out West, man. <laughs> I don't think he, he, I don't think he thought he could get downstairs and around. So he just, he's like, ah, oh, you know, $200 window and I'll get the bear. And he got him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Wow. Summer or winter, which do you like more? Oh man. I probably like summertime way better. I'm just not a cold fan. It's too cold. Summer yeah. is awesome. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You're in a weird place and, not to like the cold. Yeah. And my wife's name is <laughs> summer. So I kind of have to answer That's something. Right. Like, oh, there you go. There you go. By the way, that way, tell Summer I said hello. Because I, I met her too. So. Yep, you did, sure did. Right. And tell Heather hello. I will. Oh, well. I will. Okay, you guys need another room. So we're going to go uh, hang out. Brandon, la- your last question. All right, my go. last question. Uh, would you rather be invisible or not? Or would you rather be invisible or be able to read minds? Oh, gosh. Well, reading minds would probably come in handy in real estate transactions, mm. but... Uh, invisibility would be kind of fun too. I don't know. Let's go. Let's go with invisibility. (laughs) Sneak around. That's kind of fun. All right. How do you learn best listening, watching, reading, or doing? Definitely reading. I think get again, back to the forums, just getting on and reading that way like that. Love it. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. man. well, thank you so much again. Awesome. So fun being with you guys. Thank you. All right, Josh, take care, man. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom and the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals and enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and bam! Instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. 
BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.